Cerebral is an online mental health service that offers prescription medication, counseling, and therapy for anxiety, depression, ADHD, insomnia, and more. Cerebral is one of the few services that provides prescription medication online through a licensed provider and ships medication straight to your door. You can schedule sessions based on what's most convenient for you, and you don't have to wait weeks to be seen. And BuzzFeed Daily listeners can receive 65% off your first month of medication management and care counseling at Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed. Go to Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed for 65% off your first month. Join Cerebral today on their mission to make quality mental health care accessible and affordable for all. Have you ever felt depressed about work only to have your dad be like, why are you so down? So you told him you hate your job and he said, well, you better talk yourself out of it. And then you thought, hmm, I love to talk. I could host a podcast. And then you went to Spreaker from iHeart and started a podcast and got good at it, then monetized it, then quit your boring job, then told your dad, thanks for the advice. And he was like, well, that's not what I meant. And I don't understand what a podcast is, but you seem happy. So that's great, kiddo. You ever do that? Well, you could at Spreaker.com. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. Ask your dad. You actually don't. Hello, I'm Minnie Driver. And on my podcast, Mini Questions, I ask trailblazers across different disciplines the same seven questions. Questions about the inflection points in their life, what they like least about themselves, and what relationship has defined love for them. This season, I'm coming back with new trailblazers like Blondie vocalist Debbie Harry, journalist and television host Jeremy Clarkson, editor-in-chief of InStyle magazine Laura Brown, and creative juggernaut Goldie. Join me as we continue this exploration on season two of Mini Questions, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Selma Hayek shared a story about working with Harvey Weinstein on her Frida Kahlo biopic. Emily Ratajkowski revealed why she was relieved to find out she was having a boy instead of a girl. And we're talking with BuzzFeed's Alexa Lizitza about size standards in the modeling and fashion industry. It's November 5th, 2021. Hey, friends, I'm Casey Racco. And I'm Stephen LeConte. Welcome to BuzzFeed Daily. Okay, Stephen, I love this so much. I already loved that Kristen Stewart is getting married, but she has also said that she's starting wedding planning and she wants Guy Fieri to officiate. Oh, my God. I would love to see that happen. (laughs) I assume she's saying that because Guy Fieri has like a whole history of officiating gay weddings. 100, 100 percent. She said she had heard that he had done that. So she wanted it. And then she also said, quote, the idea of that man, that sweet, sweet, spiky headed man coming to our wedding and officiating it. It just makes me laugh so much. (laughs) <laughs> okay, I love that. I want him to officiate and I also want him to cater the wedding. Yes. That way they can have like nachos and cheeseburgers and like <laughs> buffalo wings. I mean, just go full Guy Fieri with <laughs> Exactly. All right, well, moving on. Selma Hayek recently told The Guardian how Harvey Weinstein harassed her about how she looked while filming Frida, a 2002 biopic about Frida Kahlo. She said that he would call her during production and scream, quote, why do you have a monobrow and a mustache? I didn't hire you to look ugly. Selma also said that she was able to deal with the harassment by being, quote, very strong and even fought back against his criticism, asking him if he'd ever seen a picture of Frida and pointing out that, quote, if a man was playing Cyrano de Bergerac, he wouldn't say, what's with the nose? This comes a few years after Selma alleged in a New York Times op-ed that Weinstein would go into a, quote, Machiavellian rage when she turned down his sexual advances. Honestly, it's like, I don't even want to talk about Harvey Weinstein anymore because we know he's trash 100%, like in an offensively awful, very bad way. But this is 
Also, just like what Hollywood is, my God, we're still like, it doesn't surprise me at all. They were like, we want to have this movie about Frida Kahlo, but also hot, which also she was gorgeous because she was just who she was, a woman in her natural yeah. state, my God. Oh, she's a stunning woman. Yes. But, you know, it would it's kind of preposterous to imagine doing a movie about Frida Kahlo where she doesn't have the most distinguishing characteristic yeah. body, which is that heavy, thick eyebrow, you know? But yeah, I think this whole story kind of speaks to the idea that like, you know, what you see on the surface of Hollywood is being toxic, that then there's so much more below it. You know what I mean? That like people were witnessing publicly this behavior of Harvey Weinstein, like objecting Selma in this way, and that what lies beneath that is is a much, much deeper thing, you know, a whole system of sexual abuse and abuses of power. And also not on the sexual abuse note, but also of that, I feel like we've been seeing a lot of like advancements in terms of like, you know, like people are like all this inclusion and it's like the inclusion only goes so far because all of that like darkness you're talking about is still there beneath. It's not just Harvey Weinstein. It's not. Harvey's gone, but there's still plenty of others. All right. So in other news, Emily Ratajkowski opened up about the relief she felt when she found out she was having a son instead of a daughter. She told Elle that while she originally wanted to have a girl, she worried, quote, that it would bring up being sexualized way before puberty and being aware of it. Emily then talked about a memory she had from when she was in first grade. She said, quote, I did a sexy move down the wall of my parents' kitchen. I was probably in first grade and my parents were like, where did you learn that? I was like, I freaking learned it. That's what women do. I mean, it's so disturbing to imagine the fact that we are living in a world where like finding out that you're having a son and not a daughter may come as a relief. Like, I don't want to hear that, but I also understand why someone with Emily's life experiences might feel that way. I mean, it it's so clear that she has been traumatized by the way that she was sexualized, unfairly so, and on the way that many women and young girls are when it's not their fault, they're just living their life, and it's the the gaze that's upon them that's putting that label on them. Yeah, for sure. And like all these expectations of how you need to be, how you need to look. I, and, you know, uh, certainly being the child of a supermodel like Emily Ratajkowski, like I'm sure those pressures are going to be tenfold. So uh, I can understand why she would have serious concerns about her, like a daughter coming up in this sort of environment. And she does talk about how she wants more children. And, you know, she knows she might have a daughter one day. And I just like hope she knows that she will be a wonderful mom to a daughter, especially because she's been through all of this shit. Oh, yeah. No, she's going to be an amazing mother to anyone. The ways that she talks about like body image issues and uh, is so intelligent. She's such a smart human being that any child would be lucky to have her as a parent. And I'm sure would grow up as well adjusted as one can be while still being the child of like a world famous. <laughs> All right. So moving on, we just want to give you a heads up that in today's interview, we discuss issues related to eating disorders and body dysmorphia, which may be difficult to listen to. If you or someone you know is struggling with an eating disorder, you can contact the National Eating Disorder Association by texting NEDA to 741741. So recently, 23-year-old model Anna Gant posted a TikTok recounting a traumatizing experience she had just had at a casting call. The TikTok has since been viewed over 19 million times. And joining us today to talk about what happened is BuzzFeed's Alexa Lizitza. Hi, Alexa. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, guys. Thank you for having me. So you wrote a piece for BuzzFeed about 23-year-old model Anna Gant and the painful experience she recently had at a casting call. Would you mind just introducing the story for our listeners? 
Yeah, it's a little bit horrifying, to be honest. I came across the video on TikTok of Anna, and she kind of storms into her room. She's crying. She's completely distraught. And she talks about how much she hates, like, the modeling industry and trying to be a model, even though when we talk, she shared it's something that she loves, but just kind of has a love-hate relationship with it. What happened earlier that day is she had just come back from a modeling casting, and in it, one of the directors told her that she wasn't skinny enough for them to book her, despite the call being for straight size models, which are sizes four through eight, which she taught me. So shout out to her. <laughs> I didn't even know that that was a term. But yeah, so she goes to this call for straight size models. She's a size four. So she's right in what they say they're looking for. But when she gets there, they tell her that they want her to be skinnier. And if she wants the job that she could lose weight by the time December rolls around. And yeah, they say she's not wafy enough is the term they use and that they want to see her bones like her torso is too thick and they want her bones to be protruding in the photos. You know, at like one point or another, we've all heard horror stories about like how harmful the modeling and fashion industry can be. But I think maybe some of us, like self-included, assumed that things were getting better in recent years. We've seen more inclusion of people of color, queer and non-binary and trans models, as well as plus size models. So were you surprised when you heard Anna's story? Honestly, I am a huge Rihanna and Savage X Fenty stan. So I know there's been this like bigger push since she's kind of come out and helped reshape things to have more inclusive sizes and representation on the runway. But then I think about how Victoria's Secret wasn't that long ago with their runway shows and everything that happened with them. So with the removal not being that far, I was honestly not surprised. This one isn't even the first video from a TikTok model or a model in general that I've seen where they've complained about people coming for their size or their shape during these casting calls. So sadly, no. And also, it didn't surprise me at all either when you said that they called for straight-sized models for size four to eight, and they were like, yeah, but like skinny, you know? <laughs> so it's like, oh, we can say we're looking for straight size. And yet it's like, no, they're not. They still want the same thing. Yeah, it's like when they say like plus size model, but like they don't want any like tummy. Like they still want like flat but curvy. It's the same thinking. So you spoke with Anna about this story and her entire career as a model. She's been modeling since she was 14 years old, which is a very impressionable time for a young person. What impact did the modeling industry have on her health? As time went on, like you said, she started at 14. And as time went on, obviously she shifted from that 14-year-old size zero two body to her now size four body type, which is just natural with you're going from 14 to 23 she is now like your body's going to change over time. But she said she felt pressured to remain that same size zero two just because she saw what the industry was. She saw that everyone getting jobs were very, very thin. They were around the size that she had been. And so she didn't want to shift out of that and possibly let down people or just not get booked. She was also mentioning how like, as she stayed that size or as she was losing weight to try to remain that size or go even smaller at a certain point, the casting agents and the different clientele she was booking were all telling her that she was looking even greater. She ended up struggling with anorexia and she was 5'10", but 112 pounds at one point. 
She had an eating disorder. She said she had no period anymore. Like it was really taking a toll on her health. But with everyone saying, oh, you look even better the more you lose weight. Like you look great. These pictures are great. Everything. It was kind of just feeding into how she was viewing herself. We'll be right back with Alexa Lasitza to talk more about the current modeling industry and its impact. Fit. We're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. NFL fans, nothing compares to being there live. What a play! Now the crowd is alive. And the NFL's biggest season ever is now ready for the postseason. It's playoff time. We got to win. NFL playoff tickets are on sale now. Don't miss your chance to be a part of the postseason action on the road to Super Bowl 56. Visit NFL.com slash tickets for a complete listing of games. That's NFL.com slash tickets. It's time to gear up for the NFL postseason. Yes, sir! Head over to NFLshop.com today for the largest assortment of officially licensed gear. I need it! NFL Shop is your destination for jerseys, T-shirts, headwear, and more. Oh, you're sweet with it! Come back after the game for the best selection of NFL gear anywhere. How you like that, baby? Rep your team pride with styles fit for the whole family. To shop now, go to NFLshop.com. Welcome back. We're talking with BuzzFeed's Alexa Lasitza about the size and beauty standards in the modeling industry. You know, this experience at the casting call was particularly painful for Anna because, as you've mentioned, she has a history of struggling with eating disorders. Uh, do you get the sense that this was a uniquely awful experience for her? Or is this what most casting calls are still like? You know, I know you said that you're not surprised to hear that this happened, but how common is it to walk into a room and just be told to lose weight for a job? I can't say from personal experience, I have yet to learn how to strut. So I can't be, <laughs> I can't be completely sure, but I do know there's kind of like two things happening at once. Anna was talking about how, when all this happened, she kind of shot back at the director and told her, this is the kind of things that I'm recovering from. You shouldn't be saying this to people. We all know like uh, eating disorders run through the modeling industry. So this is like really dangerous language. And she shared that the other models in the room all also seem surprised by what the casting director was telling her. So there's a side of, okay, if everyone is surprised, then clearly this is not a run of the mill situation. But then at the same time, if that director was so comfortable saying this to her casually, and she did share that it is a popular brand that she was trying to work with, you just have to imagine they're saying this to many people. You know, we clearly have such a long way to go until industries like modeling and fashion become truly inclusive, equitable, and healthy places to work. And hearing a story like Anna's can be disheartening, but it can also be encouraging because there are some people advocating for real change. Did Anna say anything about what she thinks needs to be done or if there's any kind of organized movement taking place? Not an organized movement, but she was very straightforward pretty much from the top of our interview, she was like, listen, I know I'm like white, 
blonde hair, blue eyes, and just like I am the complete archetype of someone that I feel like is given a lot of opportunities. And so she was like, if this is happening to me, I can only imagine what happens to like plus size models, POC models, older models, things like that. And so she was saying that first and foremost, before anything, she feels like those three communities should get the most outreach to kind of help level the playing field before it becomes a larger conversation on what to do after. All right. Well, Alexa, it's been so great talking to you. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. That's it for today. Come back and join us on Monday. And remember, Frida Kahlo is hot, unibrow and mustache at all, because hair on women is natural. Very natural. BuzzFeed Daily is produced by Dan Bowser, Frank Capello, and Jess Goodwin. Special thanks to Erica Nedanine and Samantha Hennick. Be sure to subscribe to BuzzFeed Daily on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you go for your podcasts. And please take the time to leave us a rating and a review. It helps us figure out what you like about the show versus what you love about the show. And remember to come back for more of the biggest stories on BuzzFeed. Coming to you daily. Socks are the number one most requested item at homeless shelters. Underwear second and shirts are third. At Bombas, socks were first, made with comfortable details for everyday wearing. Then underwear and shirts too, all designed to perfectly fit. At Bombas, every item you purchase means you're donating an essential clothing item to someone in need. One comfortable clothing item for you, one donated to someone in need. Bombas, comfort for all. Get 20% off your purchase at bombas.com slash comfy. Adoption of teens from foster care is a topic not enough people know about, and we're here to change that. I'm April Dinwiddie, host of the new podcast, Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Each episode brings you compelling real-life adoption stories told by the families that live them with commentary from experts. Visit adoptuskids.org slash podcast or subscribe to Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Administration for Children and Families and the Ad Council. NFL fans, nothing compares to being there live. What a play! Now the crowd is alive. And the NFL's biggest season ever is now ready for the postseason. It's playoff time. We got to win. NFL playoff tickets are on sale now. Don't miss your chance to be a part of the postseason action on the road to Super Bowl 56. Visit NFL.com slash tickets for a complete listing of games. That's NFL.com slash tickets.